rehab experts are at Brown Plumbing and Heating, keeping their name out of your drain. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, great to catch up here with U.S. Navy Commander John Quimby. He has been the commanding officer of the USS Montana Navy submarine since July 2021. He led the USS Montana and her crew in preparing for their commissioning into the U.S. Navy fleet on June 25th of 2022. And, uh, yeah, coming up, uh, our our listeners in Bozeman, normally I wouldn't tell you not to listen to the radio in the 9 o'clock hour, but... But, but hey, we, we've got a Montana Talks podcast, so if you want to go have coffee with the crew at the Museum of the Rockies, feel free. And then you can you can listen to the 9 o'clock hour on the podcast later in the day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Commander Quimby, I understand you were in Helena yesterday and delivered uh, what's known as the commissioning pennant to Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris. What's the significance of that? Yeah, so the commissioning pennant is a. Uh, it, it was it was uh, initially started by the the British Navy in the 16th, 17th century, where all the ships at the time were sailing ships, and so you couldn't tell the difference between a warship and just a merchant ship, and so warships started flying this long, thin pennant at the top of their mainmast, and from there it just really became a, a naval tradition, and so we've continued that tradition, and uh, on June 25th of 2020, like you said, we uh, initially flew that commissioning pennant on the Montana. And uh, yesterday, uh, we were able to present that uh, to uh, Lieutenant Juris, or uh, sorry, Lieutenant Governor Juris, uh, on behalf of the Navy uh, to the state of Montana. It yeah. was a really, really good, really good time. Uh, and you, you got out to the uh, the half rack, as we call it, the uh, Helena Armed Forces Reserve Center, where a lot of our where our, our Montana National Guard folks are headquartered out of. Uh, how how were the events in Helena yesterday? Oh, they were they were outstanding. I mean, you know. I can't can't really say enough about all of the great people I've met when uh, when I've come back to Montana and all the ones that I met when we were when when they made the trip over to Norfolk for our commissioning last year. It's just been really really good talking to them. A lot of great questions. Everybody's very interested in what the Montana is doing. Yeah, well, and I know our friend Bill Whitsett out of Big Fork, Montana, has done such a great job. He and his board and and helping out and uh, g- getting all the Montana related items inside the submarine as well. Now you're up and running. You, you mentioned shooting torpedoes uh what's that like did you feel like you were in like the the old movie hunt for red october or is it is it just like another day on the job it's not like another day on the job it is very very uh very very interesting when we do things like that it's not every day that we get to do something like that and so uh you know testing our systems uh, we were able to go down there and shoot uh, several uh, of our exercise torpedoes to make sure our, our weapon systems all work, and they all did. We uh, we shot five for five, and, and so um, you know uh, the Montana tested out uh, great. Uh, we not just the weapon systems; we had all, all, all kinds of systems on board that we test out uh, during that period of time, and uh, and from there. You know, we, we find all the, the bugs and the issues that we have on board the sub, and we go back into the shipyard, and that's what we did this past January, uh, so they can fix all the stuff and get us back out to the Navy here as, uh, hopefully in the, in the, in the, you know, coming up in the fall and the winter time uh, of this year. Yeah, eventually you guys are going to be stationed out of Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. It sounds like we're going to have to do a trip and come visit you guys there for the radio show. 
I, I know. I think Bill is uh, is hanging on to the Montana committee uh, leadership until we get out to Pearl, so he can uh, <laughs> he can visit us out there first. That was really nice of Bill Witsit to say that he will cover all of our expenses to ensure that we can do the radio show from <laughs> Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, I'll, with the USS Montana crew. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell him what what he just signed up for. That's right. Yeah, just uh, you've been voluntold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Direct from the commander of the USS Montana. Well, again, yeah, so, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, like like you said, we'll be making that trip out there. Hopefully next next spring time frame, and uh, and making the trip uh, over to the to the Pacific Fleet. We'll be able we'll, we'll deploy to the to the Pacific uh, to the Western Pacific and places like that. And uh, and and that's what we that's what Montana is built to do is uh, to be forward deployed. And so we, we're looking forward to the day where, where we can do that. Well, you know, it sounds all all nice and sounds like a vacation when you hear Hawaii. But if anybody's paying attention to the news, uh, the Pacific Theater. Uh, uh, Indo-PACOM right now, uh, it's it's pretty tense, actually, given what, you know, the antics out of the Communist Chinese and the South China Sea and our friends in Taiwan. So, so yeah, and any any normal day on a submarine isn't a vacation. Uh, you guys are gone a lot uh, and out of communication, as I understand it. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a big job you're doing. It, it, it certainly is. And, and you know, uh, the, the, the U.S. Navy is committed to buying... Uh, yeah, at least two submarines per year, Virginia-class and another uh, Columbia-class submarine uh, to replace our aging Ohio fleet. And so we need submarines now more than ever, and uh, the Navy's committed to doing that and moving them to the right place to make sure that we can uh, continue to, to, to pace the threat. All right, Commander John Quimby, great to catch up with you again for our listeners on 1450 KMMS Bozeman. Uh, you can have coffee with the commander and crew 9 o'clock this morning. And then what's the rest of the day look like for you? Are you, are you in Montana just for the day or you get to stick around for the weekend? Yeah, we're in Montana just for the day. We'll fly out tomorrow. We're at the Museum of the Rockies, like you said, this morning. And then uh, later today, I'm pretty excited. We're going to go get to see a little bit of Yellowstone. And so the first time I've been to Yellowstone, and uh, and it's uh, really, really uh, high on my bucket list. Oh, that's great. Well, that should be a great trip for you. Hopefully they can throw you on a snowmobile. That's like a bucket list trip I want to do, a snowmobile in the Yellowstone area one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah no, it's exciting times. That's right. Well, well, say hello to your whole crew. Tell, thanks uh, for you for your service. Thanks to your whole crew for their service. And uh, thanks for, uh, for making Montana proud as the commander of the USS Montana. Gratefully appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Pleasure to talk about the Montana anytime. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Quick break here on Montana Talks. Coming up right after this, the Montana legislature is back in session after their one-week transmittal break. So how did the first half of the legislative session go, and what are our state's farmers and ranchers hoping to accomplish in the second half? We'll talk about that right after this with the Montana Farm Bureau Federation. Securing America. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was in Israel Thursday meeting with America's closest Mideast ally. Much of the focus and discussions was spent on the threat posed by Iran. Iran's destabilizing actions are not just a threat to Israel. They are a challenge to the region and to the world. Austin reiterated the U.S. will never let Iran have a nuclear weapon, and there is widespread concern about Iran's alliance with Russia. Including using Iranian drones to terrorize and kill innocent civilians in Ukraine. The secretary, along with Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, also spoke about the continuing challenge the conflict in Ukraine 
poses for the free world. We must all come together to resist Putin's grim vision of a world where autocrats get to decide. Candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right. Yeah. Yesterday in our statewide nine o'clock hour of the show, we did our weekly legislative update with Speaker of the House, Matt Regeer. And, you know, what we talked with him about is what we've been talking uh, with a number of lawmakers about, which is okay. We got through the first half of the 90-day legislative session here in Montana. What was accomplished in the first half? What do we still need to get done in the second half? So we've been asking that question of the various lawmakers that have been calling into the show here on Montana Talks. But uh, from a farmer-rancher standpoint, uh, how did the first half of the session go? What are we hoping to get done in the second half of the legislative session? The Montana Farm Bureau Federation uh, has been boots on the ground at the Capitol every day of the legislative session as well. So here we are. Uh, we are jump-starting into the second half of the legislative session after, now that the transmittal break is over. Uh, so pleased to have uh, Nicole Rolfe with us on the phone lines from Miles City. She is the Senior Director of Government Affairs for uh, the Montana Farm Bureau. Uh, Nicole Oh, great to have you back on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be at the halfway point of the legislative session, for sure. Hopefully you got a couple of days off uh, after covering the, uh, you know, the early mornings and the late evenings that often uh, the legislative session can entail. I did, yes. Yeah, it's hard for me to be in Helena for uh, during these 90 working days, so I enjoyed my um, three days of transmittal break, and I'm actually in my home office today, but head back up to Helena this weekend. Yeah, so how did the first half go from the Montana Farm Bureau standpoint? You know, it, it went well. It's been uh, every, I always like to say every session is interesting for its own reasons, and this is my eighth, so this, this one really seems to have a lot of um, hurry up and wait components about it. Uh, we really saw a rush of bills toward the end of the session, which, which nor, or, excuse me, towards the end of the first half, which always tends to happen. Um, but it, it got really busy and the legislature put in some really long hours and staff and everyone involved. So it was good to get, you know, get to that transmittal deadline. It's always nice for us in organizations to have some certainty about, you know, how many of the general bills are going to continue through the process or will be, have ended their process when we get to that transmittal deadline. And, you know, all in all, things are looking really good for agriculture. Yeah, and sometimes it's not just what you get accomplished, what you get across the finish line. It's some of those bad bills that you that you that you block in the process as well. Uh, I caught up with you briefly during the break, and and you were saying, yeah, you know, we've we've got some some bills that are already headed to the governor's desk, some of the tax provisions and things like that. Uh, but then there's wildlife issues, there's water issues, and more. What's the good news so? far? far in in terms of especially maybe what's headed towards the governor's desk? 
Well, first off, there were a, quite a few red tape relief bills uh, towards the beginning of the session that came out of multiple departments, um, agriculture, livestock, and more that we supported. Um, those moved through the session pretty quickly, so many of those are already on the governor's desk or have already been signed, um, but some really exciting ones for us that they got across the finish line right before the transmittal um, are House Bill 212 and Senate Bill 121. Uh, 212 is the business equipment tax relief bill, increasing the exemption from $300,000 to a million dollars worth of equipment. And, um, you know, this is going to take about 5,000 small businesses off the tax rolls for, at least for um, Class 8 business equipment property. Um, and many of those are farmers and ranchers. It's a it's a capital-intense business with a lot of equipment needed to run our businesses, and so we really appreciate this um, bill that actually uh, came from the governor, was carried by Representative Kassmeyer. Uh, it's going to make things a lot, it's going to really incentivize and help farmers and ranchers to reinvest in their businesses. Yeah, that's a good so point. we're really excited How, about that one. You know, if you want to keep the family farm in the family, sometimes you got to have a side hustle or, or two, and and that's oftentimes what a lot of uh, family farms will do to operate. They might have a, you know, a, a gravel pit off the side over here, or they might, you know, have another type of construction business, and it's all part of keeping the uh, keeping the the farm in the family. But you know, if you're being taxed on equipment, whether you're using it or not, whether the business is as good this year as it was last year, and you're still being taxed heavily on it, that doesn't help. That's absolutely true. And um, that is one thing we tried to share in testimony is that you might think, oh, a farm just has a tractor. But no, um, all these or, uh, operations are diversified. So you might have a tractor and a and in your equipment for seeding and fertilizing, and you probably have a swather and a and a combine, and you know the list goes on and on and on. So uh, you're exactly right. Uh, then if you've got some a loader and some logging equipment on the side, there's just there's just a lot there. And you're right. You you might use it just a couple weeks out of the year, but you continue to pay taxes on it. Um, but this bill will really um, help relieve that. I, I know now that we've gone to the transmittal break, typically any of the bills that didn't survive the first half can't come up again the second half. I mean, there's ways. It takes a kind of a little more extraordinary effort to do so. But what were some of the, the bad bills, in your opinion, that you were able to stop in the first half? Well, there were two uh, bills uh, related to right to repair that we oppose, speaking of equipment. So it's a, it's a little interesting um, because we, our organization does support, of course, farmers and ranchers' ability to repair their equipment, except to the fact that our members um, really wanted to see a different approach taken than these two pieces of legislation um, would have sent us down the, um, the path of. Uh, our members support a private market negotiation and an agreement between farmers and companies. You may have heard that in January, American Farm Bureau signed an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, with John Deere during our convention. And very excitingly, just yesterday, we signed another one with Case IH and New Holland. So we are coming up with private market solutions to this issue and achieving all of the things that our members have been asking for without having state or federal legislation. Those two pieces of legislation also went beyond um, beyond what our members are looking for, particularly getting into kind of that murky water of 
getting into these companies' um, intellectual property, and we don't, we don't, we respect um, property rights of all kinds. So our private agreements have been a lot more effective way to deal with this issue and to solve this. And we're really pleased to have brought on case last uh, just yesterday. So now we have agreements basically accounting for more than half of the farm equipment out in the country. And this doesn't just apply to Farm Bureau members or farmers. It applies to all equipment owners of, um, of any kinds of equipment that these two OEMs uh, manufacture. Yeah, so, people that have a smaller, more hobby farms or ranches, or maybe, you know, you've got a big property and you've got a, you know, you're, you don't have a lawnmower like I got for my house. you got you got something that looks more like a tractor for your lawnmower. So, yeah, it's more than just farmers and ranchers that are using this equipment as well. And what I feel like I've seen is uh, the radical left is, is punishing our farmers and ranchers. They're attacking our farmers and ranchers with these overreaching federal regulations like Waters of the U.S. in particular. And so so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get farmers and ranchers fighting each other, and they're trying to get ag organizations fighting each other over right to repair. And so so what, what, the, what the folks on the left are doing is they're trying to all-out attack these farm equipment uh, dealers uh, to just to try to get people fighting one another. And, uh, and, and what I hear from folks on the street is, hey, look, we can, we can figure out a way to make this all work. These, these companies want, you know, support the right to repair as well, but mm-hmm. but they don't support, like you say, intellectual property theft or modifying the equipment to where it jeopardizes the equipment. Absolutely. What you mentioned wildlife issues as well. What are some of the wildlife uh, uh, bills that you had concerns about, or or that you support uh, coming up in the second half? Well, uh, some really positive news. You know, we've been talking about the importance of delisting the grizzly bear for years now and um, talking about how the population has recovered and how much um, havoc the species is, you know, is uh, inflicting on livestock and also human safety. So there's been two bills that we supported in the first half. They have been transmitted, so we'll continue to support them in the second half. Senate Bill 85 from Representative, or excuse me, Senator Lang, and Senate Bill 295 from Senator Gillespie. Um, both of these bills really help advance our mission of getting the grizzly bear delisted. Uh, the first one basically codifies many of the things that our Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is already doing to successfully manage the bear. And then um, 295 actually is largely modeled after the legislation that we put in place when wolves were delisted. It talks about how we will manage them after delisting, um, allowing for some take when there is livestock predation or human safety, but also managing them to numbers that will keep them from being listed again. Um, So those are both very positive and, of course, We've had some positive news even out of U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in that they are going to look at our petition for delisting. So we hope that all of these movements will just keep us going in the right direction to get the bear off the list in um, the state. Yeah, we've been talking state legislative news. I mentioned the feds and waters of the U.S. Uh, yesterday. We spoke with uh, Congressman Ryan Zinke, and uh, the, the Republican House did uh, pass a, a measure against the waters of the U.S., so hopefully we can convince one certain senator from Montana to stand up in support of farmers and ranchers on that topic as well. Yes, we were very, very pleased and excited to see the House pass the resolution on the CRA to block implementation of the WOTUS rule. We've been pushing back on bad versions of this 
this uh, rule since 2015, and it just feels like a constant back and forth, and it's it's very stressful on farmers and ranchers. You know, we all want on we all want clean water, but we also want clear rules. And this 2020 two rule does not provide us clear rules well and said that's uh, a that's yeah. a great line nicole rolf with the montana farm bureau i got a hard break i gotta hit here but it's been great getting this update from you uh during the the next few uh, days and weeks of the legislative session if you guys got a message you need to get out especially if it's urgent action before the legislature definitely let us know and and, and we'll we'll spread that word with our listeners here on montana talks as well Well, I think you would be shocked at the lack of support that is provided to the families of fallen law enforcement officers. Thankfully, State Senator Barry Usher out of Billings is stepping up to do something about it. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Senator Usher was telling us about how a family lost uh, their husband, lost a father, a sheriff's deputy, and then they got a phone call. Now you're losing your health insurance. They're trying to fix it. Read more. Go to MontanaTalks.com, full audio uh, and more. What happens if you don't file your taxes? I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Tax Tip, coming up after this. Get the latest business news on your time. It's the Fox Business Hourly Report. The Dow rising 104 points. Updated from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. And we'll get a better idea of how the economy was holding up. Just ask Alexa or go to foxnewspodcasts.com. You're only required to file a tax return if you're making money. CPA Stephen Zellin, president of Zellin & Associates, says the IRS receives tax information from your employer. If you don't have any income or very little income, then chances are... Nothing's going to happen. But if you are earning money and don't file, the IRS will take over the process. It's called a substitute for return. You know, that may not be the most beneficial thing for you. You could face a penalty of up to 25% of your unpaid taxes. Ginny Kosola, Fox News. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Ah, well, I told you we got a great lineup here on this uh, Friday morning Montana Talks here. Uh, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, I told you about this headline yesterday. Montana State University student settles free speech lawsuit against campus. Uh, yeah, this is now apparently the second legal problem that Montana State University's Office of Institutional Equity has had now, which raises the question, why do they even still have this Office of Institutional Equity? Maybe it's time that they disband this Office of Institutional Equity and, I don't know, maybe save some money and give that money back to the students. Uh, but, uh, yeah, basically, they they were trying to force this young lady to use the proper gender pronouns. Not only that, which is a violation of the First Amendment, but not only that, but she was being harassed by an LGBTQ student, and they put a no-contact order in place. Now, they didn't, they didn't put the no-contact order in place against the harasser. They put the no-contact order in place against the victim. What? 
I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but but the university has now been forced to settle that lawsuit. We're going to talk with that young lady. Uh, Daria Danley is going to join us along with her attorney, Matthew Monforton. They'll kick off the 9 o'clock hour for us. And then after that, I, I'm going to kind of call it Northeast Montana Day on, on Montana Talks because we're going to have some great Northeast Montana stories to talk about and events coming up to talk about as well. Uh, so a, a really great story for those of you who who haven't heard it yet also out of Luster, Montana. But, hey, why don't we start our Northeast Montana coverage a little early here because we got a great guest now in studio with us, John Mackhart, the general manager for KCGM Radio out of Scobie, Montana. John, great to see you. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Thanks for having me in. Well, it's been fun. You know, we've been BSing a little bit during the breaks here, and you've been yeah. uh, kind of hanging out for the morning. And, uh, yeah. yeah, isn't it fun? I mean, we got the USS Montana crew, and then we got the Montana Farm Bureau, and, heck, we'll We'll probably take some phone calls a little later too yeah i love your friday show and i love being up here in the studio i love the view being a pilot i like to watch the birds fly by on the helicopters occasionally you got a great view up here yeah you're a crop duster pilot in northeast montana too i um, on a recent trip to scobie i got to uh, see, see i actually got to sit behind the uh, the steering uh, panel yeah. of your crop duster plane and yeah cool uh, it's a, that's a really cool culture the the aviation community in montana yeah it's it's a niche culture and there's a lot of us in montana uh, obviously being ag state uh, from texas on up uh, a lot of uh, aerial applicators and uh, that was a great photo you got in the plane too you had it on your profile for a while i know I'll, i might have to re-rack that one <laughs> put that one back at the top uh yeah in fact speaking of the aviation community i got a note from uh, brian prevo out of sydney montana uh, just this morning he was uh, talking about the f-35 demo that he saw last year at the air show in oshkosh wisconsin yeah and because he's really excited he he planned the air show in Sydney a few years ago right. when they had the Canadian snowbirds there. Right. And so he's really excited about the Yellowstone air show coming up in Billings this summer featuring the Blue Angels. That's going to be fantastic. And they're going to yeah. have an F-35. So Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen the F-35 at Tucson, and it's it's amazing. It's an amazing aircraft. Yeah, it sounds like it's basically one gigantic computer. Yeah, and it's one big engine, too. I think it's the largest thrust engine of any aircraft. It, it puts up 40-some thousand pounds of thrust, I think. It's, it's, it's an amazing plane to watch fly. So that'll be good that's going to be a good weekend here in billings yeah so uh i know some of this uh, some of these topics i want to save for the later on in the nine o'clock hour when our friends from scobie and our friends from plentywood and wolf point and elsewhere are tuning in uh for our statewide show but uh yeah state basketball tournaments underway that's why you're in billings a class c basketball tournament at the metra yeah got state basketball underway in billings now as well all right bozeman now as well yep right yeah it's that time of year it's uh the, it's the march it's the march thing you know it's uh state uh, basketball tournaments for high school and now we get into college after that so it's, a, it's an exciting time if you're a big basketball fan you've had uh all your kids play basketball in scoby and this was the one year where, where scoby wasn't in the state basketball uh, tournament. second year now yeah. second year yeah. now. okay uh, 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 was was those two big state years where we won back-to-back state titles and uh, set the the win record and all that kind of stuff and and then the last couple of years rebuilding and gearing up i think uh keep your eye open for the next three or four years there's another good uh, crew uh being groomed up right now so it's funny though if i didn't know i was watching basketball from scobie montana when your kids have been playing over the years i would think i was watching some kids from chicago because your kids are duncan <laughs> and uh northeast montana really uh has a, an interesting basketball yeah. culture it's kind of that hoosier culture you know uh these these northern border towns uh going back 
over the decades, uh, there's not a lot to do in the winter, and basketball is one of the big things that happens. So in these small towns, pretty much everybody rallies around the basketball team. So it's a good culture. It's a really good culture. You mentioned the Hoosiers. That's exactly what I was thinking of because when I've toured uh, the the high the school in Scobie, and you guys brought me through the old basketball court, the old gym, and that old basketball court and gym, it's really cool to see <laughs> if you get to Scobie because you feel like it's straight out of the Hoosiers movie. Oh, yeah. It looks like a 1930s setting. You know, it's, it's a small gym and it had the old uh, balconies around the top. But uh, uh, it's a lot of great history there. But we love our new gym. It's, it's, it's big and it's beautiful. And it's a great floor to play on. Uh, I want to share a story. It, it involves basketball and it involves food uh, out of Luster, Montana. Some people might be like, Luster, Montana? Where is Luster, Montana? I've never heard of Luster, Montana. Well, you just wait. We'll talk more about Luster, Montana coming up here uh, in, in the 9 o'clock hour of the show. Now, I know our friends on KJJR and Kalispell know a thing or two about Luster, Montana because, you know, our friend Matt Desch with B Broadcasting and, and Benny B and family over the yeah. years hey they all have roots in northeastern montana themselves as well right uh, going back to wolf point so right. so they know where luster montana is. oh yeah yeah for sure uh but uh but yeah luster montana is this the first year that luster christian is it first time ever or yes. first time in a long time they they made it to the state basketball first time ever and i think the school is around 60 some years old don't quote me on that but yeah this is their first trip to state they have knocked on the door of divisional a number of times but they finally had their breakthrough year so it's really exciting to see luster at state this year yeah it must be the about 60 you're right because uh, the 58th annual german festival of tasting the Schmeckfest is coming up uh march 24th so it's their that's their big fundraiser so yeah you're right probably right around 60 years yeah. they've been yeah. they've been running strong yeah speaking of uh events coming up so you've got an event coming up in billings uh in what a couple of weeks yeah two weeks from today it starts and so it's called uh personal mastery and it's put on by a company called clemmer and associates and uh so just uh, in a nutshell uh, with what time we have uh, brian clemmer was a graduate of west point he was an army officer but he is also an exceptional communicator and exceptional understanding of human psychology and he put together a class called personal mastery and this is all about personal development so I got started in this back in the 80s when I was in college and I was a big Zig Ziglar fan I had volumes of his tapes and all that sort of stuff and uh, I've been in front of in person Tony Robbins and John Maxwell Les Brown and the financial guy Robert Kiyosaki and they all put on these motivational uh, personal growth seminars, right? Uh, but the best one I've been to is Clemmer & Associates, Personal Mastery. And we're very fortunate to have it right here in Billings. Most of these things, you have to go to Dallas or Phoenix or, you know, L.A., Seattle. You have to go to a big center to get to these. A group of us in, in Billings here, four Billings people and myself, uh, we put down a deposit, and we've brought uh, Personal Mastery to Billings, and it's March 24th uh, through the 26th. It's a weekend. It's intense, but uh, everybody could use this. Uh, you know, we work our muscles. So it's too. kind of all around. It's health, it's fitness, it's lifestyle, oh, no. everything? or, uh, what is it? or No, no, uh, no it, it can apply to those things. Because I think of you as Mr. Fitness out of but, Northeast Montana. I mean, you, you've always been like Mr. Fit, Mr. In Shape. And and you're really into nutrition and dieting yeah. and everything like that. So, but but this is not uh, lifestyle and fitness. It's a little more than that. 
it can apply to those things. This is really about personal development. So um, it's getting in, it's, it's exercising our mind, right? So um, and this can apply to sales and people in management, leadership, relationships, and everything. Because you're going to take a deep dive into understanding yourself first and foremost, and then also understanding other people and how other people work. It's, it's really about communications and understanding ourselves. So, you know, most of the decisions that we make in life, we think we make them up here in the conscious, but our decisions come from the subconscious. You know, uh, between zero and three, your personality develops. From three to eight, your belief systems develop. And those things affect every decision that you make the rest of your life for better or for worse. In many cases, it's for the worse. So we're going to take a deep dive into that. Uh, you know, uh, people who go the, to this uh, talk about having uh, afterwards increased income, better relationships, more time freedom, uh, better conflict resolution. This, again, is communications. So, you know, how can this affect both, you know, a sales job and a relationship and athletic goals and financial goals? It's because you're understanding yourself and how to deal with other people. That's great. Yeah, I think the last event like that that I went to, uh, speaking of the USS Montana submarine crew that we yeah. talked with earlier in the hour, it was the author of Turn That Ship Around. Yeah. And, yeah, it's amazing what you can pick up from some of these incredible leaders. All right, uh, John Mackhart, stand by. Uh, we'll talk more about that and give listeners the details and where they can sign, sure. up, sign up and more here right after this uh, final break of the hour. Your Morning Expresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. This is all about the new Green Deal, socialism, you know, guaranteed pre-K, guaranteed government wage, guaranteed government job, guaranteed government free college. And let me tell you how that ends, because it's called socialism, communism, redistributionism, whatever you want to call it, statism. Here's how it ends. It ends the same way every time. All of the promises are unfulfilled because they can't afford it. We end up being poor, not richer, and we lose our freedom in the process. You give up your freedom in the name of false security of your government. That's where this is headed. That's where they want this to be headed. That's the plan that they put in place that they want to take the country. That's scary. The Sean Hannity Show from coast to coast later today. Hey, did you know the Pure Talk saves the average family close to $1,000 a year when they switch from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile? Well, that's right. You can save a fortune, and you get the exact same service as these big carriers. You get their ultra-fast 5G. You can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of data, and it's only 30 bucks a month. And with Pure Talk, they are so sure you are going to love their service, they back it up with their 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to the big carriers, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. Then start enjoying great perks like a U.S. customer service team. They're going to make your switch easy, and you'll be supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and has you covered with their money-back guarantee. It's simple to make the switch. Dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Keyword save now from our friends at Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Montana State University in Bozeman forced to settle a case after violating the constitutional rights of a young lady who attends MSU. They were uh, trying to force her into using these gender pronouns. Seriously? 
Why is Montana State University pushing this nonsense? Uh, anyway, we're going to... Thompson Pools. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Uh, yeah, big 9 o'clock hour coming up for you. Not only are we going to uh, talk with the MSU student herself and her attorney, uh, now that the uh, now that the Montana State University was forced to settle uh, this free speech lawsuit, that's how we're going to kick off the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, but later on in the 9 o'clock hour, Bonnie Simon with KATQ Radio out of Plentywood, she's going to join us later on. they got their big farm expo coming up. And, uh, and of course, uh, Plentywood, uh, Plentywood uh, girls are in the uh, Class C uh, state basketball tournament underway right now uh, as well. Uh, so uh, a couple of great uh, Northeast Montana folks joining us here on Friday's Montana Talks. John Mackhart, uh, the general manager of KCGM Radio. And, yeah, you were telling us about this personal mastery class, for, especially for our Billings listeners. You know, some folks might travel from across the state to attend something like this as well. But give us the website, the phone number. How can people sign up for this personal mastery yeah, we class? We actually have some people flying in from Colorado and uh, I believe South Dakota to, to attend it, but yeah, the number uh, we're down to short time, so let's let's. Uh, if you're going to be interested in this, we'll have you call directly in one eight hundred five seven seven five four four seven, and uh, most of the time Tracy will answer the phone, but if not, one of her team members will. Again, that's one eight hundred five seven seven five four four seven, or you can go to clemmer.com. That's with a K K L E M M E R dot com forward slash pm papa mike yeah yeah that's great and you know you and i were kind of talking uh, during the break here obviously if you're a, a young professional you got your whole career ahead of you, you got your whole you know family raising life ahead of yeah. you Perf makes perfect sense for you but even somebody in your 70s a lot of people think well i'm 70 i'm retired that's it for me uh, no some some people now you finally have the time to do what you're really passionate about what you're really knowledgeable about yeah some of the people that they give they give back to to their community uh better than ever before in their 70s yeah a lot of our older people find uh, a, a loss of a loss of purpose as they get older 70s and even 80s and we've had people attend these classes of that age group who get through that in a testimonial afterward with tears in their eyes it's, i wish i had learned this when i was young i wished i had learned this 50 years ago but they're not 50 years ago what they've found is a rediscovery of who they are what they can do and a lot of these people go out and do big things 70s and 80s because they've rediscovered their purpose and they've got the confidence and the tools to go out and do that with yeah and now you have the time and and the yeah. wealth sometimes and the knowledge right. uh, to, to be able to actually to to do what you've always wanted to do or what you never thought you could do right before right yeah and, and for those of you who who are hearing john mackhart uh it's he gave me permission he's 60 years old which of course is 60s is the new 50 anyway but, right. but if you saw him walking down the street you would swear this guy's still in his 40s or maybe 50 and that but that's because you know, is Mr. Fitness of Northeast Montana. That's how I how I describe him. Well, John, if you can stick around in the nine o'clock yeah, hour, because yeah. I want to talk Luster, Montana. I want to talk, you know, Class C basketball and much more. That's what he's in town for. Uh, so uh, John Mackard will stick around here uh, into the nine o'clock hour of the show as well. You know, speaking of fitness and, and nutrition, I actually just popped in yesterday, went down and saw our friend Kyle Austin at Farm Four O Six because I needed to uh, I need to restock my supplies. I like 
like a pre-workout before I go to the gym because especially after getting up at oh dark 30 to be on the radio, if I'm going to go work out in the afternoon, I need a little extra boost to get a better workout. So I buy Montana made uh, pre-workout. Yeah, it's made at All-American Pharmaceuticals, Dr. Jeff Galini, uh, which is the old uh, Kmart in the Billings Heights. Their stuff is in GNC stores and all these places all over the world. But I buy Montana-made products like that right here in Montana. Kyle Austin has their products, the EFX sports products, at Farm 406. Uh, so for our listeners in the Billings area, you can drop by 38th and Grand. Check them out. Get some, uh, get some of those products for yourself. Uh, or if you're somebody who you know wants to get your prescriptions, uh, you can go to Farm 406 as well. Uh, they, they'll drive them to you in the Billings area, or they can uh, mail them to you elsewhere. Uh, check them out, farm406.com, farm406.com.